It is Wednesday the 3rd of August. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. I'm Will Anderson. I'm Charlie Clawson. And I think this is the first AFL podcast where anyone has ever been drinking uh, vodka and kombucha. Because <laughs> that's what I'm drinking at the start of this podcast. So it's a whole new fucking era for the AFL. Yes, we've had Rainbow Round, but we yeah. haven't had vodka and kombucha round. We've had sushi at the SCG. Yeah, right. That's You know what the thing is? I know when we have both judged the SCG for having sushi, and we always mention it. We're like the fucking SCG. They fucking serve sushi. But the truth is, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind some sushi <laughs> if I can put it And if they serve kombucha, I would have some of that as well. It's alcoholic. I'm happy. Have you ever eaten, um, when you drive uh, out to Byron, there's a place, I can't remember what it's called. But- Humble Pie. No, no, it's like a, it's 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 a, it's it's next to McDonald's, but it's like a healthy alternative. And instead oh, of getting, I know exactly. What, it, it's not just it, they're a chain. Yeah, that's right. They're across Australia. There's yeah. always one. There's one but on the way to Canberra as well. Yeah, somewhere yeah. I think it's on the, the and one outside Victoria as yeah. well, on the way to Geelong. Yeah, but and they serve you like green beans instead of French fries and stuff. It's quite good. Right. Okay. They, they trick you into eating healthy. <laughs> they serve um, this delicious salt. They have this delicious table salt, and it's served in these big plastic shakers that are almost like mugs. And the reason I know that is we have three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Amy can't help it. Uh, anyway, allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> Amy can't help it. But uh, maybe those things don't always stay at that restaurant. So should we fucking talk about the big story of the week? Bloody Chompergate. Chompergate. I mean, Chompers, <laughs> I can't. I love this so much because... You know that despite the fact that like Tony Jones, because I've heard him in a few interviews this week, has been trying to reclaim chompers. Like he's been asked about it by a few people. Is it okay if we call you chompers? Yeah. And he's been doing the whole, of course it's okay. I'm a good guy. I'm in on the joke. Guess what, guys? Spoilers. He's not fucking in on the joke. (laughs) He hates it. I was showing someone at work. I was trying to catch them up on on, on Chompergate. And uh, I showed them that YouTube video, which is a compilation of all the AFL players calling him Chompers at the Chompity, end of the interview. Chomp, chomp. Uncle Chomp Chomp. Uncle Chomp Chomp. Uh, chomp from Nick Del Santo. So many good chomps. <laughs> like, there's some quality chomps. But there's, uh, the, there's, the best bit is like the second, the second clip in, they cut back to Tony and he's like, well, that's the last we'll hear of Chompers. <laughs> yeah. No, it isn't. No, it isn't, Tony. It's going to haunt you forever. Like, R.O.P. Chompers is going to be the hashtag on the day that you pass away. So the latest uh, installment of Chompergate yep. uh, is a video you may have seen in which... Uh, if you haven't, it's on our Facebook page on Tofop. You've got to look it up. It's the best. Rebecca Judd, the uh, weather girl for Channel 9 and, and, and wife of... Chris Judd. Chris Judd. Jewel, Twice Brownlow Medalist. Two Brownlow Medalist, all, multiple All-Australian. Yeah, and she's having twins. Yes, she's having twins. So she's yep. taking some time off. So Now, we need to set this up that previously she's the weather girl. And Chompers sometimes is the sports guy, sometimes yeah, Chompers is the Yeah, and there's always the like, guy. there's always a bit, because they come at the end of the news, you know, there's a kind of like a, 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 banter. a banter. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> they have a repartee, yes. Charlie. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's their version of the old Goldcorn round table. And uh, there's a famous uh, clip that went around the internet years ago where Chompers uh, has like basically, uh, Juddy's gone, oh, the weather's going to be really nice on the weekend. And Chompers has gone, well, you should come around from a bu- for a barbecue. And literally he says, Q and she says, 
No. Yeah. No, thanks. But she kind Not of, come. she kind of recoils no in the same way that if I said, Hey, Will, would you like to eat a huntsman spider? No. 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 <laughs> like, and you'd be like, at dirt. Yeah. You'd be like, at the dirt in dirt. And I'd be like, no, there is no gap in between. Like, if she had that reaction time, like, if the kid has the reaction time of Chris Judd and Rebecca Judd, <laughs> it's gonna be, those twins are going to be the best two fucking footballers that have ever played. They'll yeah. draw in the Brownlow medal yeah. every year for 10 years. Yeah. And again, it's the Judd twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in this latest uh, in this latest scandal, yeah. uh, she's uh, telling uh, Peter Hitchner that she's taking some time off. And yeah. Peter Hitchner, Hitch. gentleman of, of Channel Nine News, yeah. is uh, saying, old wishing, school news writer. Old Peter school Hitch news writer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, enjoy your time off. And then Tony Jones materializes behind her and places right. a hand on her shoulder in yeah. a really kind of creepy tennis coach kind of way. And you can see she's a bit shocked. She's like, oh, and, you know, and Tony goes into some Brent, David Brent-esque. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Eddie Maguire must have been sitting at home going, why is Tony Jones fucking stealing my material? Like, what is Trumpers doing? Oh my God. It was creepy. So awkward. And so awkward. It's some hopeless banter is about like, you know, well, yeah, enjoy your time off, and the, the happiest people will be Carlton supporters, of course. Right. And, and she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, it's also the way that he mentions her twins, and you're not sure whether he's talking about the babies. <laughs> <laughs> but then, the bit that you'll slow yeah. down, he leans in to give her a kiss yeah. to say goodbye. She realizes what's happening and says, oh, no. Like, literally like- turns her face away, like, Horrified. I mean, she, like, uh, to be honest, it's not far away from the Dustin Martin fucking don't argue. She almost gives him the fucking hand in the face and just like, fuck you, I'm going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Seriously, those yeah. twins are going to be superstars. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> she gives him a fend-off. Oh, the fend-off. And her reaction time is fucking amazing. And like 360, he's yeah. coming from behind. Yeah. And she like, she like ducks down in the tackle yeah. and she's out of there fucking Selwood style. Those kids are going to be fucking winners. Get well, that's what, what should have happened at that moment is an umpire should have blown his whistle and just stepped onto the set and said, inappropriate contact, free kick Judd. The Judd twins will be the first kids to play in a little league game at halftime and then win three votes in the game in the actual seniors <laughs> in the afternoon. That's how good those fucking kids are going to be. Oh, Chompers. Oh, poor Chompers. And then he exacerbated it by stating to the camera, right. that was awkward. Yeah. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> we saw it. Uh, and then Hitch says something like, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> Oh, even Hitch is like, what the fuck is going on? What was going on? What do you think? Mo- he, I mean, he's obviously aware of, of Chompers. Yeah. He's obviously aware of that clip about him asking her out for the barbecue. No, it has to be called barbecue. No, there's no space. Between well, those two the words. cover story, Charlie, because I heard him interviewed oh, right. the next day on uh, two separate radio stations. I heard him on the Triple M Breakfast Show. Uh, where Luke Darcy asked him if it was still cool if we called him Chompers. And he said, yeah, no, we're all in on the joke. And we all knew what he really meant. And then I heard him interviewed on Neil Mitchell's show. And sometimes Chompers feels in for Neil Mitchell. So that's a sympathetic audience for Chompers. This is Chompers' home crowd. So if he's going to get his message out, this is the place for Chompers to do it. And Neil's really on Chompers' side. He's like, come on, you know, like you were just there. And Chompers is like, I'm not even normally there for the weather. I'm normally halfway home for the weather. (laughs) 
Fucking whatever, fucking chompers. Right. Don't say you're phoning in your job. Stick around and see Jody do the fucking weather. Yeah. And he goes, and they asked me to be there, and I went in just to be nice. Well, and- they said, oh, hey, chompers, could you go molest uh, yeah. Rebecca Judd? Hey, could you stick around? <laughs> you know how you're normally halfway home? We need someone to be really fucking creepy and pervy. Could you drive back slowly in a van, chompers? That'd be great. Could you have a bag of lollies in your trench coat pocket as you leer in on one of the greatest footballers' wives? Go on. Give it a crack. Uh, but he said that she was just playing along with the joke. So, like, the joke is, you know, re- oh, the original, you know it's a callback to the fact that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. she originally she was said no thanks. Because- and this was her doing a next level. This was her fucking Man. Zoolander You know what? Two. Those kids would not only be brilliant f- footballers, but they'll play for free kicks like you won't believe. Right. They're great That's actors. convincing, right? <laughs> so convincing. Deliberate. Yeah. Oh, that is deliberate. That is he deliberate. is so right. That is deliberate. Yeah. Lindsay Thomas won't have nothing on those yeah. kids. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Lindsay Thomas, um, uh, how, how was that moment when uh, Boomer ran by Lindsay Thomas? Like this was a, this was one of those moments where if you're Lindsay Thomas, this is a good moment for you. Like it's Boomer Harvey's record-breaking game. He hasn't kicked a goal. They're going into the final quarter, and yeah. then suddenly you're there, and you, Lindsay Thomas, who has so been booed and so berated, and like you know. Like, coming off five goals the week before, like, mm. in the form of your fucking life, and you have an opportunity to give it to the hero of the day. Good PR. That's yeah. a moment where yeah. you don't think for a second about, fucking, nah, I'm going to go back and kick this uh, fucking guy. But I, I, don't, I don't think he did think that. Because if you watch the replay, because I watched that game, of course, because they're playing the Saints, and there was not much to, to talk about. So they showed a replay of that goal, like, six or seven times from multiple angles. And what you see is Lindsay lining up for the goal he wants to kick himself. And then you see Boomer with his hands on his head acting like he's puffed and his mouth's moving. And what he's clearly saying is, hey, Lindsay, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball now. Lindsay doesn't give it straight away. Like, it's a real kind of like, you know, you give a three-year-old like a giant Easter egg and then you're like, can you give it back? And the kid looks at the Easter egg for a bit and then he really wants to eat it, but then just hands it over because he knows he should. Yeah, but the other thing is that, like, I mean, I think you're being hard on Lindsay because normally when someone's that close to Lindsay, he's deciding whether he fakes a free Yeah, but you got to give it to Boomer. It's yeah. the, That was the thing. Like, Lindsay the, Thomas was good that game, by yeah. the way. Oh, no, Lindsay Thomas is a fucking quality footballer. Like, you know, and I, and by the way, I think it's unfair the amount that people are booing him. I Like, I mean, yes, he clearly, like, you know, ex- yeah. accentuates for free kicks, but he's not the only person so who does it. No, and this is Joel Selwood. Yeah, it's fucking way over the top for like, what he gets compared to, you know, mm. how much he's faking. Mm. Like, it's, it's like, it's like people saying, hey, Tom Cruise is a really terrible actor. Oh, fuck, I love Tom Hanks. No, no, they're both... About the same. Fine, but about, about the same. Yeah. <laughs> At least in the same fucking genre and bracket. You can't be like, fucking Tom Hanks is great and Tom Cruise is shit. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the thing I loved uh, about the Lindsay Thomas thing, though, and the Boomer thing was, like, you know, it's nice to actually get to celebrate a hero in those games. And that's what I was thinking during the Freo game. Like, Freo were getting pumped by so much. In that last quarter, they should have just let Pav kick 10. Yeah. Definitely. Like, Pav could have kicked 10, and they still would have won by, like, 40 points. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been awesome, I think, for Pav. Yeah. Did you think, uh, the, back to the North game, do you think St Kilda, it's a good thing or a bad thing they lost it, or it's, good it's, a, good it's a good thing? It's a good thing. I mean, based on your theory... Oh, and by the way, I think after this episode... Oh, yes. Mike Hal. <laughs> 
uh, our super producer, who uh, uh, has only learned about AFL this year and now back for Hawthorne, is <laughs> probably going to see his first premiership this year. <laughs> when and we're still waiting. Yeah, two guys, two cups. <laughs> one of them is the producer's fucking cup. Anyway, I mean, the great thing about St Kilda this year is that I, the only thing I've got out of it is that I have been the person who's believed in St Kilda. I have been the wind beneath St Kilda's wings. Yeah, even and, when I've been down on them, you've pumped them up. And, and Mike Hall has done a little super cut of uh, a bit of a history of me pumping up St Kilda yeah. that we'll play after the... Well, the idea behind it was you said that if St Kilda did make the finals and had a fairy tale run to the grand final, you'd like uh, St Kilda to play you know, a, 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 a collection of your highlights speaking about the club in glowing terms right. so they could attribute part of that victory to you. Yep. Now, it probably looks like we won't make the finals, but I'll get Mike Hal to send me an MP3 and I'll put it in a nice envelope and I'll have right. it just ready to put in the post if we're still on mathematical possibility. You know what? I would just say market pre-season... 2017. All right. Okay. Like, I mean, I feel like that's what it is. You know what I mean? It's what Alan Richardson okay. plays, like when everyone comes back, yeah. you know, so it's early January, the, the junior players have done all their running, Nick yeah. Rewalt's come back to the club, everyone's together, yeah. and Richard gets everyone in together and he goes, hey, you know what? Yeah. You guys believed in yourself last year, but there was one guy who believed in you Mate, a little bit more. I'll, I'll see you meet Baines in, in 10 days' time. I'll hand deliver it to him. And he can play it to the new recruit, so right. they know. So they, oh, Will Anderson likes his club. You know what? Not even the new recruits. I would say potential draftees. <laughs> <laughs> so when, do they, when they do the combine, right. they do it like agility, speed, yeah. strength, endurance, and then the last bit is they're going to listen to our podcast. You just see a recruiter in a corner with some beats. Right? <laughs> He's just like, hey, listen to this. I'm just saying, hey, you ever listen to Triple J back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> and there was this guy, and he used to talk with this smart maths guy. And uh, anyway, <laughs> scary. So, uh, I think, based on our two combined things, which is I think St Kilda are already a very well coached and on their day when they put everything together, a very passionate and uh, a team that is capable of achieving a lot. But based on your thing, which was you're still at a point in your rebuild where... We need to top up a little bit. A good draw and good draft choices. Like, the difference between where we're going to finish, most likely, because most likely with the injuries we have, although, to be honest, the fucking way these kids... I mean, it's was that just, the, was that Was Friday night the best possible way you can lose a game? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've, I, I'm going to say this. I'm 42 years old, and... I think we'll probably finish further down the Half ladder. Half the age of Brent Harvey. I think we'll finish further down the ladder this year that, than we have in a lot of years I've supported the club. But I don't know if I've ever enjoyed supporting the Bulldogs more than I have this year. And that's yeah. a fucking great thing to say. Yeah. Like it's, I'm so excited by the way they play. I'm so excited by the coach of the club. I'm so excited by the fact that this has been the most shocking fucking year for injuries that you could possibly imagine. And in a year where it's so wide open and that I have to think that us at our best, the way we're playing, could have had a crack at it oh, this year. 100%. I can't even give up on them now because they've just done so fucking much and overcome so much this year that I can't fucking even give up on them now. Reverse it's been such a good curse. year. Reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Yeah, let's start it now. Everyone starts chanting. Reverse the curse. That's your Independence Day Every speech. bit of me is still hopeful that some miracle will happen. There was an article in the paper today that Stuart Cam Cramery, you know, he's been... Ch you remember when Mick Malthouse and David Butterfant 
offered to train all the Essendon players for like a million dollars or whatever. And it became that running joke. Well, here's something I didn't know. Turns out that Stuart Cramery has been training with David Butterford this whole time. And he's ready to go. So if Essendon happened to win that fucking court case, Cramery could play finals for the Bulldogs. (laughs) And he's fucking ready. And I read that today and I'm like, is this... Is this the story we're writing? Like, are we that fucking black knight from the Holy Grail? Tis but a flesh wound. Fuck it. Our captain's down. We don't care. Fuck it. Our best and fairest from two years ago is fucking, you know, done his fucking our, oh, fucking, fuck it. Tis but a flesh wound. Maybe we're going to win. But maybe, I don't think we probably will. Being realistic about it, we're probably going to end up finish like sixth, seventh, eighth, right? Yeah. So compared to St Kilda, if you just compare that on a purely selfish way, you're going to get a better draw next year because, you know, you'll finish like, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, and you're going to get better draft picks for clubs that have essentially, at the end of the day, achieved pretty much the same thing in a season because anywhere from, you know, 5th to 12th is the same, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, I don't think St Kilda could win it this year. So why not finish... Below. outside the eight and yeah. have a better advantage next year when you're in a position to actually do something with that advantage. Yeah. You don't, it's not, it's, it, you don't, you, if we've got four games left and we can win three of them, we've got like Brisbane, Richmond and Carlton. So you'd want to win those Win the three. ones you want to win. Yeah. Finish ninth or tenth. Ninth or tenth's okay. Yeah. That's a good finish because that says to you next year we could play finals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah. think that's a good well, place or, to finish. Yeah, we're already like 30% better than last year based on wins alone. If we can get another one or two. I think this has been a good year for St Kilda. I think so. I mean, despite, there's been some like shockers in yeah. between. But overall, can, like you've won more games. You really have gone Unearthed forward. some new talent. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, the thing that you've got to have the question mark over St Kilda, I think, is that your older players are still amongst your better players yeah. most of the time. So yeah. it's whether that like Rewalt and those sort of guys can hold on long enough that the new <sighs> players are. I want that Premiership Cup, boy. Pass it over here, Nick. You're 97 years old. I can still do it, Nick. Forget <laughs> Captain Coach, like a player, like forget like a Captain Coach player coach. Yeah. Nick Rewalt is the first ever boot stutter player. <laughs> <laughs> he's like technically he's the boot stutter, and he's also still playing in the team. Great, 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 great coach. Uh, yeah, well, that's, I was thinking about that the other day because Rui, in his new transitional role, up and down the wing, just go, throw him in defence when you need him. Like, we're not relying him to be the, the key target in attack. That's a pretty fucking handy player. Right. Even though it's not, you know, the powerhouse he was five years ago, that's still a handy player to lose. Like, we rely on him still so much for that quick kick out of the back line. We also rely on him as a target up front. We were relying I mean, on him down mate, the line. Against, I mean, I bet he... You know how everyone says their second favourite team is the Western Bulldogs? Yeah. I don't think anyone more than Nick Rewalt thinks that. <laughs> because, like, he must Always wish that plays he plays well. against the Bulldogs every fucking week. Like, if I only ever watch Bulldogs games, <laughs> Nick Rewalt would be, in my opinion, the greatest ever <laughs> player. Because he just fucking tears us apart. Yeah. Even a couple of weeks ago, he was just so good against us again. Mm. Like... And if he can hold on long enough and those sort of players can hold on long enough that, you know, that next generation can come up in the meantime, then I think things are really optimistic. Although it's always surprising, like, when you 
when you lose that player like a Chris Grant or a Brad Johnson or, you know, Rob Harvey, I remember thinking, fuck, like, how are you going to replace that? Like, how are you going to replace that? But it's amazing how quick it gets healed up, you know, from like a, a recent example, like Dangerfield leaving Adelaide, you know, like, how do you fucking replace Dangerfield? But players do like there's some guy who's your number two who's been fucking dying for an opportunity to step up they just need the the opportunity by the way do you know what the the afl version of first world problems is danger field problems oh fuck man it's how much do people whinge about having the best player Player in your team like did you hear that latest clearly the best player did did you hear that latest theory that because he's not the most uh it doesn't have the highest kicking efficiency Uh in the team that occasionally like you know just blasts it long no he does he's he's a bit old-fashioned yeah like occasionally if he just doesn't have anywhere to go he'll just kick it as far as he can forward but for him off one step that's about 50 to 60 meters minimum (laughs) minimum like if it doesn't bounce yeah you mean like Yeah. yeah But the theory is that because the other better users of the football aren't getting enough, aren't getting enough because yeah. everyone's going to danger field. Yeah. Their efficiency is worse. Shut it's like, the fuck up. Shut the fuck idiots. up. <laughs> like seriously, where did they finish last year without eating your That is like Muppets? buying like an 18 year old, your 18 year old daughter, like a brand new Ferrari. And she complains because, you know, she overtakes other cars so quickly. Mate, it's got, like going to see Bon Jovi and complaining that Richie Sambora isn't doing enough songs. <laughs> Like, seriously, fucking, you want John Bon Jovi fucking belting out the fucking hits, mate. No one's going to Guns N' Roses to see fucking Slash singing his fucking one song. That's why fucking, no one's going to fucking Geelong Games and going, fuck, I wish Menzel sung more. <laughs> um, did you see any of the, the, the Tigers-Giants game? Whoa. Um, do, oh, sorry, what's do, happened? Do you mean the Globetrotters-Washington Generals game? It's, what, what's happened? Have they, they're just not trying? They put the cue in the rack? What's no. going on? no. No, they're terrible. There, mm. There's a there was a well. There's talk of a coup this week, a Against bloodless Hardwick? coup at this stage. Now a board level. Why coup. though? But the, it's not the business they're getting wrong. Oh, the the business, the business is fine. The business, I think they're winning that the is, premiership. That would you know what? That would be so Richmondy. Yeah. <laughs> they sack Gale because the the team is losing. No, I think. Well, I mean, they're going to sack a bunch of people. They're right. going to recruiting definitely. Yeah. Well, they're going to sack recruiting. They're going to sack a bunch of assistant coaches. I think Hardwick will keep his job. Even though Brendan Gale, when he was interviewed on the radio on the weekend, I don't know if you heard it, but never have you heard a guy... You know when sometimes on a plane, the captain will make the announcement and be like, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that was Brendan Gale when he was asked, so will Damien Hardwick be the coach next week? And he was like, well, Damien has a contract. I guess you'll serve out that contract. <laughs> like, it was fucking crazy, oh, man. man. But I think... So he's got two years to go, right? Yeah. But here's the thing I would say. Here's my... I don't know. What do you think? Do you want another drink? No. Okay. <laughs> you were looking at your glass like it was empty. Whimsically. No, I, want, I wanted to okay. wet my whistle. We can pause in a minute if you want. I, well, if I want, because I want to go to the bathroom okay, and get no another worries. drink. Uh, uh, no. So here's what I would say. is like, So, so we dimmer. What's your impression? Because here's what I would say is... I don't think Richmond are a great team. I think here's what Richmond are. I think Richmond have some really great players and then they drop off considerably. They are Cold Joy and the Joy Boys. They are fucking, you know, mm-hmm. like they need the fucking the stars to play well. The great thing about the Bulldogs this year is that the depth is that you bring in new guys and they play the same roles. I don't yeah. think Richmond have those same things. So is Dimmer a great coach who took a list 
that wasn't that good to success more than they expected? Or is he not the right coach? I th- what do you think? I, I think the former. I, I put him in a Ross Lyon category. I think he takes kind of role-playing players and gets the most out of them. I think the question, if that's like if that is the case, and he's just a really good coach, that doesn't answer the question of should he be at Richmond because the criticism of Ross Lyon, for instance, is that oh he can't develop players. He's all, the, his recruiting is always bad. He has to take you know teams that are on the verge. Well. If that's the case, Damien Hardwick is not a development coach either. And if they need to bring in draft, uh, like draft picks and stuff or develop young players, you know, maybe take him to, I don't know, like a, for instance, Melbourne or something. If someone good, Goodwin doesn't get the job, I reckon Dimmer would be a good coach. I think it's, he's just taken that list of players. They hear, uh, the, so the rumor or the word or whatever, the fuck, I don't know. Mm. Oh, by the way, I can't actually say what this is. I sent you a message today, okay. but I can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> but right. I do want to say it out loud in case it does become a thing. Watch this space about a prominent AFL player repeating some past behavior. That's all I'm going to say cryptically <laughs> at this point. Let's see how this plays out over the, <laughs> the next oh, couple of days. Oh, we should also update people. Oh, uh, Sockgate? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you didn't hear it, last week Will and I spent a good 15 minutes yeah. um, uh, discussing, discussing what players bring to a game. In AFL players, what are you required to bring? Do yeah. you bring your... Jersey? Do you bring your Guernsey? Do you bring your jumper? Do you bring your shorts? Do you bring your mouth guard? Do you yeah. bring your socks, your shoes? Like, what part of your apparel are you required to bring yourself and what part of it does the club provide every week? Yeah. The, the, the query was because they carry such big bags right. into the games. I was like, there must be more than just fucking underpants. So, there. during the show, I... <laughs> sent a message to Bob Murphy, which was one of those moments where I'm like, is this something I will regret later when I wake up tomorrow? Like a you up text at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, like, is this my version of a fucking footy booty call? A bootsy call, right? A boot stutter call. And I messaged him and he didn't get back to us during the podcast, but literally as you were probably on the way home, I sent you a message yeah. saying he got back to me. And the message was, Good question, which I liked. <laughs> and then he said, uh, just the boots. We just have to take our own boots. Yeah. Which was our big thing was the socks. Because mm. we were willing to believe that the club provided the shorts and the jumper. Yeah. But we were kind of like, you'd probably bring your own socks. Because right? Well, that was kind of our area where we did yeah. not quite know. We yeah, were, because, became... the, because the thing is, if uh, the... If the club is providing the socks, that means, you know, you're washing all these socks and maybe you're wearing someone else's socks and is that like hygienic? Right. And then you posited the theory that maybe it's new socks new every socks week. New socks every week. Which I was like, that's insane. Are they the Usher? Right. AFL Usher? They have to or have like uh, Michael every- Flatley, you know, he had to wear clean underwear yeah. every time and then have sex with someone as soon as he came off stage. Is yeah. that what we're doing down at the doggies these days? Like is Woofer giving hand jobs post game? Like what's going on? <laughs> what? Wolfer is our mascot. No, I get that, oh, but yeah. why is he giving hand jobs? <laughs> because of those big hands. No, no, I mean, it wouldn't, big be, foam wouldn't hands. be poor jobs. Like a, they'd be good, like a... Poor jobs. Was that? Poor, poor jobs. jobs. Sorry, yeah, like a flashlight, like a doggy <laughs> flashlight. Good game, Bond. I, uh... And we'd like to thank Flashlight, uh, new sponsor of Two Guys, One Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's our integration for this week. <laughs> we'll go up to the Flashlight scoreboard, and then <laughs> <laughs> so we'll check the Flashlight stats. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, uh, what were we talking about? What was the point of that? 
Uh, we're talking about the socks. Oh, the socks. And so, so, the, so the next question. So Bob got back to me and he yeah. said, good question, just the boots. Mm. But since then, I've had some further feedback oh. from that moment because a listener to the podcast had contacted one of the Brisbane Lions players. <laughs> oh, my God. Who I hope he knew. Like, <laughs> I, it wasn't explained to me in the message, but... It was like I contacted this guy from the Brisbane Lions and I was like, well, I guess maybe they're friends or whatever. And he's but- like, they don't even give us socks. <laughs> wow. We have to fish for them in the St. Vincent de Paul. Oh, so, Charlie. Oh, really? The Brisbane Lions have to provide their own socks. Oh. So I don't know if the Bulldogs also have to, and Bob didn't mention it, because they didn't want to go back to him and go, tech- hey, can we just nail There's this There's a lot down, of textile but- factories in Footscray. It would make sense that you guys... New socks everywhere. New socks everywhere. Who else do I know that is an <laughs> AFL footballer that I can message and fucking clear this up? Uh, Jude Bolton. Oh, yeah, actually, I didn't know Jude Bolton. Let's see if Jude Bolton follows me on Twitter. <laughs> and then I can so, send welcome send to Do Guys One Cup, where we stalk footballers online and send them weird <laughs> messages. Them like, we've got to fucking clear up this socks thing. That's all I really want to know. Okay, Jude Bolton. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Jude... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Jude Bolton does follow me on Twitter. There we go. Good. Uh, all right. Would you <laughs> go Would you uh, wear another footballer's socks if you're in a footy team? If I'm an AFL football? Yeah. If the club is washing and reusing the same socks from week to week, do you run the risk of wearing I don't like, love it. Zach I don't Dawson love it. socks? Because here's the thing. I'm a footballer, right? If the thing that wasn't the tool of my trade was the thing that this thing protected or made comfortable... I wouldn't be as fussy about it, right? Like, I'm not going to get fussy about gloves. I don't think you should wear gloves, right? Yeah. But your foot, it's literally called football, right? Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to wear a boot, a specialty boot to make, you know, you... So why wouldn't you wear a sock that you also enjoyed? It seems like almost the second most important part of your apparel to me. Because isn't the sock... Like, if, you, if you're not comfortable, if you're not feeling great so with your sock, is- aren't you going to kick... Yeah. But are you saying you want new socks each week? Every Oh, I don't know. Maybe new socks are too slippery. I would want to test a range of socks. <laughs> oh my God. Why didn't Will ever get drafted? Oh, he really flunked His list of they, socks to they did, when, they did the, when they did the psych evaluation, yeah. all he talked about was fucking socks. socks. He's like, I need them washed three times, but worn by nobody. I don't understand it. Why didn't he get drafted? Well, we showed him 60 ink blots. All yeah. he saw was socks. socks. <laughs> hey, man. This is a weird question. <laughs> Every week, it's me writing to AFL players about what they... You know what? That's a fucking great idea for a segment. Each week, we will message an AFL player a question that arises in the show, preferably about socks. <laughs> what gear did you... Uh, hang on. Uh, but what gear did you take to games yourself... And no. what did the club provide? Is that yeah, no, no. What we want to know is, um, did you reuse... If the club provided the socks, were they reused? <laughs> did, no, did you wear new socks every game? Did you wear new socks? <laughs> it does sound vaguely like a kinky... Like you're masturbating while you're writing this? Hey, Jude, do you did wear you, new socks tell me, each week? Tell me slowly. Did you uh, wear new yeah, did, socks? Did you put the, how'd you put the socks on? Um, or did you have your own socks? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh, and then I'm going to say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have a podcast. <laughs> Hashtag two guys, one cup. No, I won't. <laughs>
let's see what Jude Bolton says. Well, who would you, who do you think would be? Because I don't ever look through to see if any of a, any AFL footballers follow me on Twitter. Who's the like? Who would be the most exciting? If I who would be most exciting? Like Bob follows me, yeah. but who it's, would if I could have someone follow yeah. me? Who would in the AFL or St. Kilda? In the AFL, who's the best? No, for like Gil, Gil McLaughlin. Oh, I'd love it if Gil followed if, me. Does you reckon Gil McLaughlin even has? He must. Gil Mc. Donald no, Trump. He no? doesn't follow me. Okay, who else? Uh, oh, what about Paddy Dangerfield? Patrick. Do you reckon he's Paddy or pa- Patrick Dangerfield? Patrick. Just, put Patrick in and it'll Patrick come up. Patrick Danger. Danger. He'd be. It's just put. What's his number? Danger thirty five. Danger. Oh yeah, that's probably what it is, right? Yeah. Paddy Danger. <laughs> oh, it doesn't seem like he does. Fuck you, Paddy Dangerfield. Hang on. No, he does have a Twitter. I'm sure of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I wanted him to follow me. All right. <laughs> that was what the fuck you was about, not the fact So that... uh, now we're playing a new segment, which footballers follow Will? I mean, that was what I was playing. <laughs> I reckon, uh, let's see, I have a theory. What do you reckon he's Twitter? Twitter so I reckon, reckon of all the St Kilda players, the, the player who would follow you, yeah. Tom Hickey. I reckon Tom Hickey would follow you on Twitter. Okay, hang on. I'm he just... seems to like comedy. He's a funny guy. Tom Hickey, you reckon? Okay, at Dangerfield35 is Paddy Dangerfield's... <gasps> He follows you. Paddy Dangerfield follows me on Twitter. <laughs> right. Should I message Paddy about that? Yeah, ask him about socks. Hey, you, uh, Paddy, I know we've never fucking talked in our entire life, but I've just discovered you follow me on Twitter. So, do you bring your own socks to the go? <laughs> All right, who did you say, Tom? Tom Hickey. Hickey. I reckon right, he'd really follow you. Tom Hickey. Tom Hickey. He seems like a hipster, Melbourne hipster. Tom Hickey. Um, all right, here we go. Tom Hickey. Tom Hickey follows I me! I told you. I knew it. Oh, all right. I'm going to follow Tom Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm my favourite Zakota player. <laughs> I reckon I could guess which which players <laughs> like great. you. Oh, this is a good game. I yeah. enjoyed that. That was um, fun. I mean, the Bulldogs that have to all be ruled out because it'd be some. That's that's a kind of yep. a biased. Who, who's another player who has a Will Anderson sensibility? Lexi ABC, he's got to be kind of, you know... Okay, who? No, he's, in, he's an indie... Oh, uh, you know who I know follows oh, me? You know, Jar- uh, Sean Wellingham? No, well, Jared Wellingham? Who's the West Coast Eagle guy? He's played for Collingwood. Well, Wellingham? Oh, Jared, yeah. no. What's his name? What is his name? Wellingham. Yeah, that is his name, right? Sean Wellingham? Jared Wellingham? I can't believe I don't know it. Hang on. West Coast Eagles. Sharrod? Is he Sharrod? Sharrod Welling. Yeah, Sharrod. <laughs> That's what I was he saying. Is it... He's Sharrod. I was like, is it Jared or, no. Sh- or Sean? <laughs> yeah, Sharrod. Because that's a made-up <laughs> name. All right, let's see if Sharrod Welling is. Right, okay. He looks big. Although he's like... in Perth. You don't yeah. have your regret. I don't know if I'm... No, nah, not yeah, big. Not Sharrod Welling. Let's just see. We'll, we'll, we'll go. Let's have a look. Sharrod Well. Ah, oh, does not follow Boom. Boom. Mate, he's too busy Always surfing. He fucking shit, in, mate. He lives in Perth. Um, I'm going to say the Bulldogs game we mentioned it but I should have a moment to talk about it on Friday night because it was such a fucking great game like I mean it was just a it was just a really good game of football like I uh, it was the best game of the weekend definitely it was such a good game of football and the Bulldogs who well we should talk about the fact that they stayed overnight in Geelong even though they why right (laughs) so firstly they're from Footscray yeah (laughs) Like it's literally twenty minutes down the road, but they went down, and I, I I loved it. Some people got a bit like thought it was really weird or whatever, but I was like, no, 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 no. This is clearly a pivotal moment in their season where they've you know had so many injuries, and it's like you know we need to you know kind of make a statement. And I loved that they did it, and I thought 
in the football they played in that first half, you could really fucking oh, see it. The two yeah. things, like Libba playing on Paddy Dangerfield, the best fucking, you know, footballer in the game at no, the moment. No, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. I don't like how he kicks at 75 Guthrie doesn't get enough kicks because they thought it's going to Dangerfield. I fucking wish fucking, fucking Motlop would touch him more. <laughs> Anyone. Um, <laughs> hashtag Dangerfield problems. <laughs> hashtag Mogscrate. So, um, Libba playing head-to-head with that guy, fucking towed him up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, Libba, he was playing with a point to prove. He was Libba went off at the 15-minute mark of the fucking second quarter and at halftime was still the number one disposals in the fucking game. Yeah. Like, when he went off, that changed that game for us. McRae was keeping Selwood quiet. McRae, and for him to be injured as well, I mean, he's had such a fuck. He's a really fucking quality footballer. Mm. But the thing that I love the most, and this is what I said last week on the podcast, was if Tom Boyd flew for everything and competed for everything, I would yeah. be happy. <laughs> and as a Bulldogs fan... Like three goals, 20 fucking touches all over the ground. Yeah. Uh, that, that mark he took in the back line yeah. was my favorite moment of the game because yeah. t- he floated into a gap in the back line and took one of those confident fucking marks you want. Yeah. Like, and then Time to renegotiate his contract. He, asked, he should get a raise. His disposal <laughs> by foot is excellent for a big man. If he could get some like tank in his body, I honestly think he can be a very quality player for our club. Yeah, but Will, the mustache. I mean, come on. No. One day in Movember. <laughs> <laughs> Who's is worse, him or Joe Danaher? Oh, I mean, equal, probably. Yeah, they're equally terrible. Tommy Hawkins has got a bit of a fucking mo as well. All those big guys in the AFL, Tex. Yeah, like no, nah, but Tex, we've talked about this. Tex can wear it. Yeah, Tex but is, it's a Tex big, has got panache. I think it's a big guy thing though, right? Don't you think? Is there more big guys wearing mo's? Yeah, there's like, so many like, rovers with mo's, right. do you? No. It's not oh, your old school Eddie, winger Eddie, or dipper or whatever. Yeah, it's clean shaven now. He's clean shaven. Is he? But I think predominantly your Mo's award my big guys in the AFL right now. I think it's a big guy look the Mo. Yeah. Who had the best Mo? You know who I dipper. reckon? No. The most Shut stylish up. Mo? Oh, okay. Do you remember a, a halfback flank Alan from Moore. Melbourne <laughs> in the eighties called Sean White? He was Irish. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah. he looked like he looked like uh, Ningo Montoya. <laughs> no, right. not like that. Yeah, it was, but you he had killed the, my father. But he had the most like dapper like side part with that little like uh, pencil mo. That was the best mustache. I, I guess Dane Rampey probably has the best mo. In the, is he a mo? Dane Rampey's got a mo, I right? Even, I can't even think of. I think Dane Rampey's got a mo. I think it's a mo, right? <laughs> you just said the same thing twice, and it I know. illuminated me. Well, that no was further. why I was just like, oh yeah, he's definitely got a mo. <laughs> Show me. He's fucking yeah, definitely. Look at this fucking shit. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, hang on. It's not coming. Well, I mean, I did actually look it up. It's like, it's just taking a little second. Thank you to Malcolm Turnbull's uh, Australian Internet at the moment. Okay, I'm going to just go fucking go back because that doesn't really seem to be coming up. But you can, oh, yeah. you can see it there. So, yeah. yeah, that's a fucking quality mo. I mean, Dane Rampey looks like a guy who should be presenting a fucking show on MTV. Yeah. Or Channel he's a, yeah, he, or whatever. Yeah, he's, a he's, BJ. A BJ. he's a BJ. He's a BJ. Dane Rampey, BJ. <laughs> yeah, DJ Dane Rampey. Um, West Coast are no good. No Light good. track bullies, mate. FTP. What the fuck is going on, though, with them? They, they're fifth, and they're terrible. Mate, they are like one of those clubs. Private school boy. They're above my team. They're a private school boy who didn't really just cruise it through high yeah. school, and because his dad knows someone, like he gets 100... They're like 70% of the cunts you went to school with. Yeah. <laughs> 
just Sorry. fucking settles, use s- settles for a 100,000K job just working in right. finance. Because he has some connections. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's West Coast. Yeah. yeah. You know what? He knows a guy. Yeah. He's the son of the guy who owns the company. <laughs> Do you think Nick Nat makes enough of a difference to make them better? Apparently. I mean, apparently that's what it is. Because, I mean, without him, they've been terrible. Mm. Like, their forward line in particular... Uh, on paper and in Western Australia, you're like, these are the best, this is the best forward line in the game. Mm. But they don't travel. No. At all. They, well, they don't necessarily win at home now either. Well, I mean, I agree. Yeah. But they, I mean, they, I think, one, one of those classic examples, and this they, is what I was saying about St Kilda. Last year. Yeah, but they had that classic thing where they finished in the right place. They had a really fucking great draw last year. Like, this year, because of the fact that they fucking finished second, mm. like, they had a terrible draw. They've played a lot of good teams. They're, I think they're probably about where they are. Mm. Fifth. Fifth or sixth. That's probably where they are in the competition. Yeah. yeah. It does seem a shame, though, that, like, you know, North could bottom out. Like, if Port win the next four games and West Coast, like, that privileged private school kid getting a job at his uncle's firm. I know. I mean, you know, they are that... Well, you know what they there are? There are clubs outside who are desperate to get into the finals. You I mean, fucking put in such a good show. West Coast are and, like Lachlan Murdoch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're allowed to nah. burn a couple of like, like, a couple of businesses at the ground, but eventually, just because you're a Murdoch, it'll work out. They're like you. Mayor Quimby's son. Yeah. In The Simpsons. <laughs> you see them yelling at a chef, Say chowder! Say chowder! 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 <laughs> say it, Frenchie! I'm going to have a pause. So we're back, and I have a message from Jude Bolton. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, first off, Jude Bolton got back to us within the show. Bob Murphy didn't. So Bob's got to work on his reaction time. Maybe it's the injury. I'd like to see what Paddy Dangerfield would have got back to us. <laughs> Bang, you know, straight away. But like it would have gone over our heads. Yeah. It would, it would, I would have actually gone to send him a message, and there would have been a reply. <laughs> over the top. Here we go. From Jude Bolton. And I love that, by the way... He's literally just answered the question. Okay. Like, hasn't even acknowledged how stupid this question is. Or like, hey, Will, what the fuck are you doing? He's just answered the question straight up. Because that's what Jude Bolton does. He just fucking brings yeah, it straight no up. No, no nonsense. No nonsense footballer. No, right. no, no, no exactly. nonsense Twitterer. Uh, here we go. From Jude Bolton, 14 minutes ago. So, I sent it to him 20 minutes ago. He responded 14 minutes ago. Yeah. First between, option, mate. He took the first mate, option. six minutes in. He Bob did. Murphy, 15 minutes. Yeah. It's yeah, that's why the Swans have got a fucking premiership, mate. Yeah. Alright, uh, we'd only take shorts and socks. So oh. now, this is a whole different fucking level. Apparently, swans, Don't you take boots. shorts, socks, no, no, hang on, shorts and socks, boots, ah. obviously, yeah. and mouth guard. Most of the time, you could grab new pairs of shorts or socks off the property steward. Ah. So there are new pairs of shorts and socks available at all times. Right. But you but can, you bring, you your can own. bring your own. That makes sense. That makes sense because then you can wear like them in. A, it's having to like how a storeroom. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And you okay. don't always. So you just keep those and then yeah. players can go through socks or they can get. So you might have an usher in your team who needs new socks every game and he's superstitious. Right. Or there's yeah. stinky old Joe. <laughs> He's got the same pair of socks, socks he's been wearing for 417 yeah, he, games. Because he kicked 10 goals yeah. one day. Yeah. These are my socks. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Thank you, Jude Bolton. You have, <laughs> but you have ended a, a potential segment. I saw this going on till the finals, mate. <laughs> yeah. But as usual, Jude Bolton just clears it up. Yeah. Sorry to fucking lie. No nonsense. No nonsense. <laughs> we, should, uh, we should think up another stupid question so next week we can um, tweet at someone else. Uh, <laughs> That's our regular segment. 
Ask Jude. My <laughs> lock of the week, no. Carlton over Hawthorne, almost, <laughs> almost happened. Is there a segment called Charlie's Almost Lock of the Week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good game, that one. I mean, it wasn't good from Hawthorne, but well, it was speaking good Speaking of Bolton's, I mean, Brendan Bolton has well, been... Well, we said the, the Bulldogs on Friday was possibly... The, you know, the best loss. But I think Carlton have been losing really well for the past, like, month. I mean, you've got to be optimistic as a Carlton fan yeah. about the future of that club. I mean... You know what's great? Crips is that they By the didn't... way, our friend Vorno, who said we should mention Crips some more, yeah. he's fucking right. Yeah, like, people are talking about Crips having not as good a season as last year. But I looked at his stats the other day. He's having a better season than last year. Yeah. It's just he's playing a different role, though. Right. I mean, that's just, you should have, the, I mean. The, the great thing about what Carlton, they didn't, you know how sometimes when teams are in fucking crisis and they can throw the baby out with the bathwater? Have you heard that phrase before? Uh, on Junk Time AFL <laughs> podcast, an excellent podcast. But they kept, by the way, that is an excellent podcast. And if you haven't heard the latest episode of Junk Time AFL podcast, they interview an American football fan who's oh, really? like, adopted the game from overseas and he comes over. Shit, sorry, Mike Hal. Well, lives in Oregon. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God, we can get them together. They right. can start their own. This is like fucking junk, two guys, one two, junk, <laughs> two, two junks, one AF time. One AF time. That doesn't make sense. But my favorite thing was that his favorite takeaway from watching games in the AFL was that he went, hey, uh, like at Fremantle, do they have giant penises? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yes, yes they do. Penis Stadium. American person, Penis Stadium. <laughs> Uh, no, Carlton, they didn't get rid... There was a time when they they could have, like, farmed off Gibbs or Murphy or one of those... Cruiser, one of those, yeah. one of those number one draft picks and, you know, maybe tried to get a few more. But they gambled and hung on to those guys hoping yeah. they could get them back from injury or get their form back. Gibbs has been great. And they've... Yeah. Murphy's had a tough season because yeah. he's got but the... Cruiser's been serviceable. Yeah. He's got the mysterious, like, broken leg thing that, like... That, no, the thing that um, Liberatore has... That Liberatore had surgery, but Murphy didn't have surgery. It's always interesting, isn't What's it? What's the injury? Well, it's the new osteitis pubis. pubis. It's, it's called something else, but like it's it's the thing that everyone has now. You know that you've never heard. You know how in the AFL every year there's, there's some disease you've never heard of before. Yeah, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's what yeah, what everyone has now. That's what he has now. Is it it's shin splints. It, you know what it is? It's the kale. Of this year's. <laughs> it's the superfood. Yeah. It's the super injury. Yeah. Of it's this the wheatgrass year's. shot. Yeah, let's see what Tom Liberatore has. Let's uh, we'll go. Here we go. This is the little um, Herald Sun injury report. Uh, Tom Liberatore uh, ligaments. Uh, blah blah blah. What's it called? Tell me what's it called. Um, no, doesn't say it in that article. Is it Latin? Yeah, I mean it's something. Yeah, okay. Tom, I'm going to guess. Is it called Footioso Hurtus? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gluteus strenuous. Okay. Um, they have... Uh, okay, Mark Murphy. Ankle? That's his ankle. It doesn't say. Sorry. This have is you a imagined this? Segment. No, there's a thing that they both have. And that, it's and a it, new thing. And it's like a Harry Potter incantation. Yeah, exactly. But I don't actually... Osteitis pubios. <laughs> anyway, it's called something. It's called something. I'm not. It just says fucking ankle here. I can't. I can't work it out. Um, we didn't actually talk about Geelong in your game. What do you think? Their best is good. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Like the way the Bulldogs play, 
we play that high pressure, like you know, keep it in your forward line game. But as soon as it goes over the back, like Adelaide did and in the final the, last year, and they year, had the perfect, like in Stanley, they had the perfect kind to get it over the back player, a tall running forward. But will Hawthorne let you? No. Do that, or will? Can you imagine? What, I'll tell you what will happen if they meet in the grand final. Stanley will go for a mark, and Luke Hodge will barrel in off right. the line and snap him in half. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the absolute case. I don't know if Geelong are... I think Geelong are a very, very good team, but I don't think they're a team that can beat Hawthorne. It's one of those seasons where you're like, the only team that I can... like. This is such a fucking weird thing to say, but mm. the only team I can see beating Hawthorne for the Premiership this year is GWS. Yes. Because I think the GWS, with this, like the they players that they well. have, and on their day... If they all played well at the right time, they have the skills and the, the talent only, base to fucking beat them. The, then, the, then the, the experience counts against them massively, though. I well, mean, GWS well, that's, on the grand that's final stage question, against Mark. the most seasoned grand final team, like okay. you already give them like like a ten percent bonus. Here's my question: Yeah, if GWS played Sydney in the grand final of the MCG, does it sell out? Yes, definitely. Just Not- corporates and stuff because it's grand final day. Yeah, GWS have like ten thousand fans. Yeah, but I think you'd get a lot of. I mean, they they're a good team to watch and it would be a good game if it's a dry day. Definitely. Or if, if GWS play the think, Bulldogs, I, I in think. The grand the, final, well, I think the members would fill. Out? People who don't have to buy tickets, like the members would fill out. The corporate boxes would fill out. Definitely. I would say all right, maybe ninety thousand. Right, like GWS could play in the grand final this year. Like, I mean, they are. I mean, the big question mark that we all have is we don't know how they're going to like adapt to like you know finals football. But if they are just able to play the way that they play with the players that they have, this I just can't mount a compelling argument that they couldn't win it. And that's then that's fucking crazy. That means that we've just gone from a well, year what about, that we were like on the iPhone six, and then the next upgrade is so Terminators. You, do you think it's a foregone conclusion that Hawthorne make the grand final? No, I mean. We just never know with Hawthorne, right? They could fall. Uh, yeah, we never know because they've won the last three in a row. We've got all the evidence in the world. They're playing better football. They're, they've won more. They're, they're in a better position this year than last year. I know. And they've never let us down. So no, <laughs> you're in denial. I mean, uh, you know what they are? Hawthorne are Donald Trump. We're like they couldn't possibly. No, they they couldn't possibly. They're done. They couldn't Hang possibly. On. Shit, they seem to be oh my doing God. it. Hello, President. Ah, oh, they'll Trump. be fine. You know, don't worry. They'll get brought down from the inside. No, they're just getting better. Oh shit, we have a problem. Who is going to take down the Donald no, Trump? No, I actually think they're the opposite of that. They're, they're like the they're the long term partner that you've had that have always been good to you, and you're looking for a reason to reason leave the relationship. <laughs> yeah. But you are like you you looking around. You're like, hey, yeah, Geelong are pretty sexy. Paddy Dangerfield, he's pretty sexy, right? Yeah, and they can't like, kick Paddy Dangerfield. Can't anyway, kick Paddy. Well, maybe the Bulldogs. They're pretty sexy, right? The way they ah, oh, too many injuries. They're always fucking in hospital. I don't want to be fucking dealing <laughs> with that shit. Oh, you know what? West Coast are pretty sexy. I mean, at their place, but if they stay at my place, it's fucking straight up and down, fucking boring. I never fucking get an orgasm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. North, though. North, North, like, you North feel like you're going to break them. They're, 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 they're just like, so nah, old, you know, these days. You're worried you're going to hurt it. I can't really enjoy myself. And then it's like, well, Sydney, I guess so. But then nah, no, it's all going to be all about Buddy. You know what I mean? And it's so Sydney. Yeah. And I'm not even really sure he's interested in me. Maybe he's interested in my best mate, you know? Like, yeah, Hawthorne. I mean, Hawthorne <laughs> again, I guess. <laughs> Fuck 
you all. Fuck you all, you Hawthorne fucking fans. Fuck you all. Game of the round. Brisbane taking on the power. Oh. Oh. I mean. What do you do? Well, Leper's got to go, right? And it's not his fault, as we've mentioned before. But they've got to do something. Because you can't just. Someone has to. You can't just rock around. Someone has to. I mean, even Lethal by now must be rethinking it. But the thing is. There is going to maybe be an awkward conversation where someone has to go, uh, Mr. Matthews. Mr. Matthews. Um, uh, yeah, come in. <laughs> uh, Justin um, has yeah. had, Justin, you know Justin? He was yeah. the coach. Um, well, you know you love Justin. He yeah, I love him. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, Lee, lethal. Yeah. Um, Justin has had to go to the farm where he, can, where he can run free with other fired You know, I'm going to punch you in the face. Bossy. He can run free with Bossy and like... I will break you in two. Standerson. I'm the player of the fucking century. I will kill you. I oh, mean, I love Lee. Well, can't Lee come back and coach? Bring uh, Lee back. Fuck, man, that'd be awesome. Right? Yeah. That would get people excited. Like, I reckon... Brisbane, <laughs> it'd, be I like, reckon it'd be like George Miller coming back to Mad Max. But you know what? And I reckon it's like also... It's what fucking Brisbane needs, to be honest. It's like when uh, Wayne... Uh, what's the... Redsky? No, what's the uh, rugby league coach who went back to Brisbane? Wayne Gun- G- Gadinsky. He's the greatest ever. Like, welcome to Two Guys One Cup, not a rugby league podcast. <laughs> Wayne oh. Bennett. Wayne, Wayne Bennett. That was Wayne exactly Bennett. his name. So Wayne Bennett is the the superstar sort of rugby league coach who was the Brisbane coach for years and has gone back to Brisbane. So, like, I think Lee could. I think that's what Brisbane needs. Coaches have I think done they that need before, like a. Haven't they? Didn't David Parkin do that with Calm? Yeah, bring back Lethal. Get him up there. He's 150 like, years old. I don't give a shit. He could do it. You know what? Barassi took over Sydney when he was about right. 98. I reckon it's like Barassi and Sydney. Or like Kevin. Here's the thing. Kevin Sheedy by the doesn't way, get any credit for GWS. Mate, people thought it was a fucking joke. Remember when Gold Coast was the model? No. And like GWS had the fucking clown prints of the fucking front. And everyone was like, fuck you, Kevin Sheedy. Kevin Sheedy went up there and did everything you're meant to do, created publicity, created an agenda, and then let the fucking proper coach take over. Mate, Kevin Sheedy should stand up there on fucking grand final day with that fucking I should play a podcast of Kevin Sheedy saying awesome things about us. Kevin Sheedy always believed in that franchise in a way I've believed in St Kilda. Kevin Sheedy is the me of the AFL. (laughs) Uh, did you see Jack Watts? Mate, I loved it. It was great, right? Are you that was happy about Jack story. Watts? Yeah. I am. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I think he got bullied really, really badly. Well, this is my thing with Tom Boyd. It's like, as Bulldogs fans, A, I think Tom Boyd is actually playing at a level we should be happy with where he is. Forget what salary he's being fucking paid. Oh, by the way, on that... Das has been oh, fucking yeah. murdered in the Pillory. last week. Pillory. Pilloried um, Clinton. I mean, he really has been, though, because there was a newspaper report that suggested he'd said that Tom Boyd should take a $100,000 pay cut. There's a bit of a rumor floating around that Bulldogs might be in the market for Hurley, which I'm into, by the way. I've never been the most massive Michael Hurley fan. No, no, no. no. They're going to get the guy from Lost. Oh, Hurley from yeah. Lost. Well, that'd be good because he's actually the... I mean, spoilers, but he's the most important character. <laughs> but I... Uh, 
Like <laughs> early from Lost, just the, like to, to be a new Denny Southern, yeah. big like fucking long bogan haircut in the back line really appealed to the and, Western. And selfers. the number on his back is what's that number in Lost? Oh uh, yeah, the Lost number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight seven three five two six. <laughs> That'd be awesome if Hurley from Lost ran out onto the ground <laughs> and on his back, he just had up on his like fucking back, he had 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Bulldogs fans. We were all dead this whole time. <laughs> so um, I think Michael Hurley would be great for us because you look at our back line, you know, having that sort of player who could like float back and kind of drop into that gap with that athletic ability, I think it would suit our style. So Darst was asked about that. Jay Clark from the Herald Sun rang him up and said, hey, um, if the Bulldogs were to be able to recruit someone like Michael Hurley, do you think it would be possible that they would all pitch in and take a pay cut? You look at the clubs like Geelong, you look at the clubs like Hawthorne, the reason for their success is that there are players at those clubs who are being paid way unders, like way unders. Take a pay cut to stay together. Right. I think the top paid player at Hawthorne is like $700,000 a year or something, and it's pretty similar at Geelong. So even Dangerfield came over for not like the money you could have got in a lot of other places. That's how you build a fucking list that can fucking win shit. Mm. So... Darst was asked about that and he said, and so in the past, the Bulldogs players had taken pay cuts to recruit people and he said, yeah, that'd be great. And he suggested that Tom Boyd could like pitch in a hundred fucking thousand dollars. And by the way, if you're paying big and paid like a million plus dollars a fucking year, yes, <laughs> I would in a fucking minute. I would pitch that in hundred fucking, that'd be the best hundred thousand dollars you'd you put ever in spend. Would you in, put in 50 of your own? So it's 150. Mate, I'll put in fucking 50 of my own. If yeah. we can get fucking Michael Hurley to the club, I'll fucking sign up. I'll yeah. be part of it. Of course you would. It'd take pressure off you amongst your pl- fellow players. And it also get you an environment to have more success. Of yeah. course you would. Yet it was re- kind of reported. Like he was like, take a pay cut, yeah. boy. Ah, it's bullshit. Can I ask why? Was the price tag so high on Boyd? Was that the demands his agent came back with? or Well, so here's the thing that we don't get enough credit for, by the way, the Bulldogs, is we were in the worst... Like, that club could have gone under with what happened. We had our CEO gone. We had our coach gone. We had our captain gone. Ryan Griffin went to GWS. We traded our Brownlow medals to Adam Cooney. We traded out one of our best players, Simon Higgins, to North Melbourne, right? Um Simon Higgins. Not Sean Simon Higgins. Higgins. Sean Higgins. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm, yeah, my favorite Jared Wellingham. Yeah, anyway, whatever, Jared Wheatley. So, <laughs> Jake Johansson. <laughs> I'm so good at fucking people's names. This is the show that gets more Higgins. NFL players' names wrong. Yeah, Sean Higgins. So, that was kind of the... And so, we took a risk. We mm. tried to recruit a number one draft choice from another club, and we paid over the odds. And we were paying half of Griffin's money as well. But here's the thing we're not getting credit for. Cooney's probably going to retire this year or next year. Griffin hasn't been amazing at GWS. He's been a role player, but he hasn't been Mm. like their star player. Higgins has been great at North Melbourne when he can play, but he's had the same problems with injuries he had at the Bulldogs. Mm. Regardless of what we're paying Boyd, with what we got rid of and what we're playing now, I still think we're ahead. Yeah. Even if Boydie wasn't playing any games, I still think with farming those players out and but, allowing the room in the salary cap to but play... But why did it have to be so high? Like, to extract him from GWS, it's not like you're paying them off. That's obviously to lure him to the club. 
He's a young player. Why did it have to be so high? Wouldn't have like 600,000 years sufficed? Well, I think the... Pro- uh, okay. Well, firstly, it's front-loaded. You get the old AFL. but it's front- So he's getting paid heaps now. But as it goes on and we need to pay other players more money, it actually goes down and it gets lower. But I think we just needed to make a bold statement. And he was the best person on... He was the number one draft choice. But do you, but do you imagine that they went in with the figure of like, 500,000 a year for five years at first and were rebuffed and so then they came back and said 800 or did you think they came in strong million dollars a year front loaded I mean I don't know Bob when I'm on the board tweet Bob yeah. <laughs> you, no, <fuck laughs> funny question dude what are you <laughs> he'll get straight back to us I'm just interested to know because it's not, I'm like, it's not, like, it's not like you took a Paddy Dangerfield who could command yeah. that you took no, a I kid agree. And it's like, but but why did it have to be that much? Couldn't uh, a a second year first round, uh, first draft pick go for 500, 600,000? I mean, it was too much. But I think it was too much in the same way that GWS paid um, Scully Scully. too much. Like, in that you needed to make a statement about the fact that you were trying to be a player in this market. And I like the fact that the Bulldogs are in the market for Hurley because it says to us, like Hawthorne are in the market for new players, yeah. Sydney are in the, the market same for new thing players, Geelong are. That's how the big boys play. Yeah, that's all, it's the same the reason the as, was when Koshy was putting Port forward right. for Lance Franklin. He's like, because why can't because we be why in the can't same we be conversation guys? as in Collingwood and Essendon? And- People should, we shouldn't be. And that's what the Bulldogs were at that stage. We were the club that you would just come and pick up. Like, we'd had it with GWS. They took Ward. Yeah, we had Harbrow go. Mm. Like, we were the club that everyone just went and came, we'll Shopping. take your best players and we'll take... Like, there was a bit of, like, negative feedback this week when we signed Bevo again to 2020. Who? From where? From people going, well, why do you need to sign coaches to these long contracts? Here's why. He's a fucking awesome coach. <laughs> And, if and he like, likes Doctor Who, and he dresses really well, yeah. and, he, and he cries. Fuck I love him. I'd be devastated. <laughs> if he I mean, he's the best. Stay forever. I love you, Bevo. You seriously are my coach. <laughs> you could believe <laughs> Did you? Uh, did I ever tell you about the time he asked me? Because he came to my show. He comes to my show at the comedy festival the last couple of years, and um, he. Did I tell you that when he came to the show that he suggested that when they went to play Frio that I be the entertainment on the plane? <laughs> they were gonna get a high like they were gonna hire a, like a private plane and I was gonna entertain the players on the way over? Did I ever tell you no, that? No, I don't think you did. Yeah, he asked me if I was like hey, what we should do is we get you to I was like, No. <laughs> I love you, but not that much. No. no. We are not joining the Mile High Club. I don't wanna be that person. <laughs> no. no. Um, what did you make of Frio's capitulation against Sydney? Didn't surprise me. You think? I mean, Ross Lyon doesn't want to win, mate. No. Why would He's he? smart. But why is he not in the same boat as Dimmer? Worst he's taken that, a team because he's got a five from minor contract. premiers. But what? But yeah, but that no, that's even more reason to this question. This is the Western him. Australia way, mate. This is what West Coast did a few years ago. You just fucking. Like you, shut up shop. you miss the finals by one fucking place yeah. and then you shut up shop and then you come back strong. It's the Western Australian way. I think like, I think the people in Western Australia are like, okay, you know what? We'll just take the fucking year of pain because we'll get fucking Fife back next year and we'll get Sanderlands back, back next year. Sanderlands is old. I didn't realise. He's like 33 or something. Yeah, but he's massive, mate. <laughs> fucking tall guys get older but they don't get shorter. You know, the Mike Brady song. And I... Uh, <laughs> No, he, like I mean, he'll just come back. He'll be fine. 
Yeah. And I think they'll be all right next year. I don't think they'll win it, but they'll probably play finals, right? West Coast. But do you think? Oh, sorry. Uh, but do you think up? he's? Do you think Ross Lyons escape, escaping scrutiny because it's just happened so quickly? Like, Dimmer's decline has it's been a sort of. Mate. He's given him the band aid. He's ripped it off quick. But why he is that? One shitty but do you, year. So he's, he's for a, like a like next year you'll be back and you'll be okay. fine. So, but just say what's a pass mark for the next year? If they don't make finals, then he's golden, right? Like he's been, they'll make finals. They've been year. so bad this. What? They'll make finals next year. Is that your lock of the year? Yeah, that's Gone. my lock of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> no, free. I play finals next year. Lock. Okay, here's my here's my finals for next year. I'm gonna lock my finals in for next year. Here's my top eight for next year. Not Mike, Mike, Hal, just like a uh, time yeah. time mark this because you're, you're gonna need to cut this. That's for fun. Next year. This is a fun game. <laughs> I'm gonna pick right now who I think. The finals will be in 2017. All right. Okay, in no particular order. The Bulldogs. Yep. GWS. Mm. So that's two, right? <laughs> yeah, that's two, Will. Very good. Now drink your milk. Here's an apple. <laughs> Frio. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne. Yep. Geelong. You said then. Have I said no, that already? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember you said. Bulldogs, Bulldogs GWS, GWS, Geelong, Hawthorne, Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Freo. And then I've got two places left for my eight. Okay. And so you haven't mentioned West Coast. You haven't mentioned Port. You haven't mentioned St Kilda. You haven't mentioned North. You haven't mentioned Melbourne. You I'm going to say... You haven't mentioned Richmond. <laughs> Just kidding. Collingwood. I'm going to say Melbourne. And West Coast Ports and Kilda North Port with St Kilda and Knight. Boo! That's my that's my lock of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it might look a bit like that. I think that so Port missed right. out again. No, Port got in. St Kilda missed out. No, oh no. shit! And Melbourne missed out again. No, Melbourne got in. Oh shit! <laughs> West Coast missed out. Oh, North missed out. Yeah, North missed out. West Coast missed out. That's yeah, right. my. That's my. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, that would. That, that's what I'd say barometer wise, where people are going. Hmm. Interesting. What do you think? I say. What's your eight for 2017? We'll put them both on the record. Hawthorne. Yeah. Sydney. Bulldogs. Melbourne, no particular order. Did I say GWS? GWS? No, you haven't. GWS. Adelaide. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I've lo- I've forgotten 2016's premiers. <laughs> Adelaide and uh, Saints. I reckon we should make them. I should. We- I reckon bottom half of the eight. Here's the thing I would say about Adelaide, and apology to Adelaide fans, but I'm not actually apologising, because for whatever fucking reason while we've been doing this podcast, I admire Adelaide a lot, despite the fact that they've destroyed the Bulldogs' hearts like in two years in a fucking row, and have had success beyond our both of our clubs. The journey they've been on and what they've been able to overcome, I admire it a lot. Are you talking about... Tex Walker's mustache? That's what I'm talking about, Charlie, of course. <laughs> they survived it. Using Losing Paddy to Moggs Creek <laughs> and Tex Walker's mustache. We're talking about those two <laughs> things and only those two things. I admire them a lot. But when, when I post about shit online, the Adelaide fans are the fucking worst. <laughs> the worst. Like, 
Adelaide fans are the fucking worst. Really? Yeah. Give me, have you got, have you got, uh, uh, what kind of feedback you getting? The other day I wrote a tweet. Okay. Is it just one. football related stuff? Yeah, always right. football related. The other day I wrote a tweet. This dude doesn't even follow me, right? <laughs> I, this is my tweet. Uh, it was something like, it's been a tough year to be a Bulldogs fan, but I've never been prouder to be a Bulldogs fan. Couldn't ask for more effort. Is that 140 characters? <laughs> I'm I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but that's the gist of what I wrote. What right? was the hashtag? And be more bulldog. Be more bulldog. Oh. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so this guy has done that thing where on Twitter you can retweet it, but also add a comment. Yeah, quote, at the he's top. quoting it. Yeah, he's quoted it. This was his comment. <sighs> How did he spell that? U G H. Ah. <laughs> I was like. Mate, you don't even follow me. <laughs> You've searched this out. I'm proud of your club. <clears throat> <laughs> Fuck you, mate. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, should we look ahead next week? Oh, yeah, we should. Um, we should think Because your uh, office is about to blow away. Yeah, it's pretty rainy that, here. Yeah, tonight, I'm right? actually scared about the drive home. Yeah, it's rainy. Right. We didn't actually talk about Adelaide Essendon. Is there anything to say, really? Well, pretty I mean, much what jo- happened. You know what? Happened? Joe Danaher, despite our is fucking bullying, almost elite. He's almost elite. <laughs> okay. He's just got to have a big preseason, work on the size of his head. Got to do some head exercises. He's really bulked up. He's put on two or three kilos on his head. He's got to gain some mass. Where? Yeah. In your head. In his head, mate. He's yeah. just doing a lot of noggin exercises. Retrain my brain. He's watching a lot of Todd Sampson stuff. Really working on head size. Get he's the- wearing a helmet just for girth. <laughs> Friday night, which is yep. probably going to be tomorrow night by the time you hear this. By the way, um, this is a weird season, isn't it? Oh, because yeah. it's done. Mm. Like in that, like we we know and we've known for weeks, to be honest. Really, despite the fact that we've been teasing other shit, that who the top eight we're going to be. Yeah, the top eight are so close, mm. but. There is a disparity that, between the eight and the, the rest saving, of the The saving grace of the eight being so set is that anyone within the eight can beat anyone on any given right. day. I mean, that's the upside. Yeah. You really do. You believe anyone in the eight could win it. Yeah. But no one... Like, there's just... It, there's a real disparity between the top teams and the bottom teams this year. Yeah. So, uh, tomorrow night, the Tigers take on the Pies at the MCG, which I reckon the Tigers going to lose, but... I don't know. Something about the MCG on a Friday night, those two teams. That could be fun, that game. Collingwood have fucked me every week this year, so <laughs> it's hard for me to pick. Did you tip West Coast last week? You did. I think I tipped the Pies. I mean, I can't even remember. Yeah, whatever but Whatever. Whatever happened, they did, you did tip the Whatever opposite. happened, I did the opposite <laughs> yeah. of that because that's my Collingwood like this week. So, is Darcy Moore out? Did he engineer himself yeah, enough? Yeah. yeah, so He was good. I hate to say it, but no, he's, he's, a, he's a good... He, he, you know, he kind of reminds me of a little bit with Trevor Barker. Just that kind of running leap, high-flying, long hair. He loves it too. That's reminds a, me a little of Peter Moore. <laughs> His father. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. I'm, I'm going to say Collingwood. I'm going to say Collingwood, which means Richmond will probably win. Speaking of father-sons, fucking Jack Silvani. Like, does he not put a smile on your face? Like... He must be the most exciting low-possession footballer going around. That tackle he laid on the weekend, that he looks like his dad. He runs like his dad. He even, eight possessions. He even went Eight the, possessions. But even and you're the, like, he's awesome. Ground. Yeah, that's laid two awesome tackles and, you know, was flying for everything, completely outsized in, in the forward line. But why is he wearing the long sleeves? 
You're creeping me out, Jack. I love it. It's awesome, though, right? No, I love it. That's like one of the, that's that's I'm a, excited. That's this kind is, of this the, is the thing that's annoying me, Charlie. So I I kind of wish what? I was a Carlton fan. Yeah. Like, and I've never wanted to think that. But you know why? Because what Carlton have done have adopted an almost bulldogs like right. Persona. They're the underdogs. They got like a no name, a no no name fuss, coach. No name fucking school simple, teacher. Never played in yeah, fucking coach. A simple game plan. They're like, rebuilding it. Yes, they Start are the millionaires. It's trading places. <laughs> they were Dan Aykroyd and now they know what it's like. To be disadvantaged. If Gil and McLaughlin and Andrew Demetrio have had a one dollar bet <laughs> on whether Colton or the Bulldogs will win the grand final, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, on Saturday at the SCG, uh, Sydney Swans take on the Power. I'd say that's an interesting game. I wonder about that. You're in Power could get is up it for it that. Sydney, yeah, SCG. Nah, Sydney will win that. By it's heaps. going to be wet too, so I reckon Sydney, Sydney. in that one. Sydney are getting it right at this time of the year. They're just they're just turning it up. I, I'm if 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 someone's going to beat Hawthorne this year, my smoky is Sydney. I think I think Sydney are a fucking superstar team, mm. and they've just been bubbling along at the right level. And yeah. they have the game. Like when you look at a Sydney, they play hard, they're hard and skillful. And if you look like at, my penis, if you, but also if you see them both running out on grand final day against each other, I can't. You know, when you see other teams running up against Hawthorne, you're like, yeah, they're, just, they're not going to yeah. beat them. Whereas yeah. if you if Sydney ran out, I could be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, Sydney could beat them. I could see Geelong beating Hawthorne. I think Sydney are, are the only team that can beat them. MCG on Saturday afternoon, the Demons take on the Hawks. This is a good, a game, good game for Melbourne to win. Yeah. I, I think it's time. And you know what? Hawks could, could, could drop one. one. Definitely. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a win-win, kind of. I think Hawthorne Hawthorne get win, the kind of like... But you know what will happen Ruth, is did you see Melbourne on, will find a way to lose and Hawthorne will find a way to win. That's you, that's the problem. You got a did team. You see Ruzi on on the couch? Uh, no. He was so fucking good, man. It was like it was classic fucking Ruzi. He was like just explained it all, and he's talking about Jack Watts because we mentioned that before, but didn't really stop down on it. I love that Jack Watts is having a moment because. Jared Healy said at the end of last year he needed to play more like Jack Gunston, and they did a breakdown of the stats this week, and they're really comparable. Right, that's what he is. That's what Jack Watt is. Jack Watts is. He's Jack Gunston of Melbourne, and if you can have those other players who play well around, well, him, now he's got a Jesse Hogan, he's got a Lance Franklin, right, or a Jared Ruffhead. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm really excited for him. I'm, I'm really excited that that's a footy story. Who are you going to pick? Hawthorne. <laughs> I'm going to pick Melbourne, and that's my... No, I'm just kidding. I would never pick Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> I pick Hawthorne. Uh, up at Metricon, the Suns take on the Giants in the Battle of the East Coast. Um, I mean, the you know what? Suns have been better. Suns have been better. Yeah. But the Giants... The Giants. The Giants are going to win. Could, I mean, the Giants could drop a game, and it doesn't really matter. No, the Giants are going to win this. Uh, two. Have a home final. Who am I going to pick in this game? You know what? I'm going to pick the Suns because my lock of the week is the Suns. You're an idiot. I, my lock of the week, if you can catch have noticed, is always the longest shot. <laughs> because I may not win often, but when I win, yeah, I win's big. big. <laughs> uh, Saturday night at Etihad Stadium, a team you may have heard of, the Western Bulldogs, formerly Footscray, take on the Kangaroos. 
I mean, I think this is a really interesting game. This is yeah. We are terrible against the Roos. This is two banged up teams we slapping up each other, so hitting each other with crutches, and yeah, this is like <laughs> Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah. Now this is like a fight in a nursing home. <laughs> Grandpa Simpson versus Hans Molman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, man. They'll both end up like injuring each other. There'll be six players injured on the side. I hope that we didn't spend the energy we had to attack the contest last week in Geelong. North Melbourne towered us up earlier in the season because we match up terribly against them. If we have any hope of being good in the finals, this is our week to prove that we have hope. As every week I have this season, I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. <laughs> I think Kangaroos are out of their form slump. I think they've been slowly beating up on teams that they should beat, and they're actually getting a bit of form back. Del Santo and Petrie are back in form. And I reckon Ben Brown's a fucking... He's a gun. He's a good player. He can pluck yeah. the ball. Okay. I said pluck. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Kangaroos. Um, later that night, at Adelaide Oval, Eddie Betts' team. <laughs> Let's call them the Eddie Betts' from now on. Uh, take on the Brisbane Lions in what will be a 200-point victory. I mean, come on. Eddie will kick 12. Yeah. He'll promise each of his Did kids Did you see five. he tweeted his kid yeah. before last week saying he'd kick five? five? And uh, he did. Yeah. Do you how reckon many, he had... How many kids does he have? He'll kick five for each this week. <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, this will be... A massacre. massacre. Sunday. Uh, first game, sexy time slot of one ten because we draw in those kind of crowds. St Kilda take on the Blues. Uh, yeah. MCG. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. That's a. You know what? That's it levels a really the playing field game. a bit because both teams that have had similar sort of seasons. I don't really know who you. I, I. That's a real toss. We beat them quite convincingly. About six weeks ago, when we last played them, it was even for about a half, and then. But that was at Eddie Had, where our infamous pressure first was visible. I reckon, at the G. yeah, I reckon yeah. they're a good pressure team. But I reckon if we come to play, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to tip against my team. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to. I'm not going to fucking rat out my own team. Will I'm picking the Saints, and I'm proud of it. You know what? I'm going to say the Saints as well, oh, but phew. it wouldn't surprise me if the Blues won. Yeah, no, I'm the same. It's I'm the same. I could see us dropping that game if we're not switched on. And the Blues have been close enough to be hungry. But it's also one of those games that you're not sure if you even want to win. <sighs> like, both of those teams would go into that game going, well, actually, we'd prefer to play really well and lose by a point. Yeah. So, I'm going to say a tie. And that's my lock of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That would be awesome if it happened. I think... A nil all tie. <laughs> If we lose this game, I, what I would like to see is us to play a few more younger dudes the last three games. Um, so let's see what happens there. At Eddie Head Stadium on Sunday afternoon, the Reese Stanley Cats <laughs> take on the Fantasia Bombers. <laughs> Cats? Yeah, pretty easily. And then I said that the Bombers would win two. They will not win two, I don't think. They've been, they've been okay. They've been okay. They've shown... They don't, they don't play... Riz, no, they lost to Brisbane. <laughs> That's the only team you could see them beating and they lost to them. Uh, at Penis Stadium, uh, the Mighty Dockers play... West Coast, is it the Derby over there? Showdown. The Derby? The Derby? Derby. The... Which one's the showdown? Is Adelaide? Yeah. It's the showdown. It's, it's whatever we don't say over in Perth. We say... I say Derby. We say Derby? I, I say Derby. Let's call the whole thing off. Derby Day. 
That's an interesting Derby name. Day. You say Derby Day, right? Because they always stand up for the Derby Derby. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Will just had a stroke. Derby 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 Derby. Derby 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 Derby. I mean, West Coast need to win and Fremantle want to lose. So, West Coast is a little bit. <laughs> when, a, when an unstoppable force meets a yielding object. <laughs> I mean, how can Frio win without Zach Dawson? <laughs> oh, my God. Like... That was some vintage Zach Dawsoning, wasn't no, it? The question that should be asked: How can Frio continue to lose without Zach Dawson? <laughs> be a real challenge for them this week. They'll have to have new, whole new patterns. That's amazing. Like you just reckon uh, he must have played over ten. How many games has Zach Dawson played? Like Mate, what? If it's Forrest, more than he's the Forest Gump of the AFL. If it's if it's more than one, then he's really done well in his Mate, career. Zach Dawson has played. He's played in two games. grand. He's played in two grand finals. Yeah, I reckon he's played like 200 games. I've got to say, he actually was a good fullback for us in 2009. He was as not. A he's role never player. been a good player. But I don't mean that to bully you, Zach Dawson, because you've played exactly uh, a lot more games than I have. Let's see how many. Zach Dawson, born... Oh, fuck, he was born 12 years later than I was. Why is that a shock? I just didn't feel like I was that old. <laughs> 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 to be honest. Um, he's played uh, how many games have you played 146 so that's good so he won't make 150 will he 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 won't last would you reckon he'll be around next year I mean maybe I mean he's a tall defender and they're fucking hard to come by I guess it depends how they match and Ross Lyon does like him I mean he he took he took him to Freo he's not going to get rid of him he's like Ross Lyon you know how a Maccabi Diva had that like (laughs) goat And with that, I'm going to say play on, not 15. <laughs> Ball! <laughs> St Kilda are a good team. They have a lot of faith in the Saints. I don't want to say that I was the only person on this podcast who really believed in them. I've got a real soft spot for St Kilda. Well, here's the thing. I didn't think St Kilda were as bad as you thought St Kilda were. You know, suddenly the Saints are a pretty good football team, I reckon. As I've kept saying this season, I don't think the Saints are as bad as what people think they are. I reckon St Kilda have a great game plan. There's a lot to like about St Kilda. You know I've been on the St Kilda bandwagon all season, and I do honestly believe they are a good team. I think the Saints will play really, really well and win very, very easily. Whenever I see St Kilda, I, I think you are fucking great. No doubt about that. We are two guys, one car.